0: Please turn up those radios, my Christian brothers and sisters, because we've got a lot to cover today. Be encouraged. Oh, my. Be challenged. Oh, my. Be inspired. They need gassed up. They need reviewed. And get excited. It's a relationship with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who loves with an everlasting, unconditional love. Your love. Praise the Lord. God's wisdom is brilliant. And receive God's love. That's who and what He is. Release your worries. He's faithful. God is faithful. And receive God's truth. These commands that I give to you today, impress them upon your children and talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. This is the Get Excited Show. Everybody in the family needs it. Now. With Michael Crawford. Get excited world! Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Wow! Thank you so much for tuning in today to the Michael Crawford Get Excited Show podcast on the Roan doff Show. Oh, do we have a final series of the three-part series of Living Beyond Myself It is going to be powerful. Wow, I can't wait. Oh, Tony, let me tell you. Uh, Can't wait. The title today, we all know, that's the part three of the three-part series of Living Beyond Myself. But imagine, imagine everybody serving. Amen. Oh, oh, Uh, do you realize, Mr. Tony Escobar, how our Heavenly Father... It would just be beaming from ear to ear. He's rejoice. I, I remember seeing where God loves Jesus loves when you when you when you love somebody when you show when you love. whatever you do with great love. That's what the he that is. Loves yeah. that. He loves that. He Doesn't matter what you do, how little it is, but do it with great love. Yeah. God right. is so uh, inspired. By us doing and that. And just with your Get Excited show, you know, with this podcast and, and your listeners that are out there. Right. And even they've seen you on social media. There's a lot of great things coming that, oh, you're, there that is. you're working I'm on. I'm getting excited. I know you are. To let everybody know what I Mr. Know. Escobar is talking about, my uh, producer and uh, periodical co host. <laughs> he. Ooh, he's got it going on with this uh, whole. I just see notes. all the paperwork that yes. you have lined up. Did you want to do? And I'm like, oh, Yes, I do, man. That's how... This- because I take this very seriously. I know you do. I really do. Listen, I uh, I love doing the, the Get Excited show, and I love you know my commitment to being that say it, Lord, soldier. You're reaching. You're reaching. The it's souls. about that. Yeah, it's about that. And I hope everybody out there listening to the Michael Crawford Get Excited Show podcast on the Ron Dolph Show. Everyone that's listening to me on their iPhones, their computers, their laptops, uh, I really uh, have an attitude of gratitude for you uh, tuning in, but I really hope that you get that nugget out of each show, because I spend numerous hours preparing, trying to put the right uh, informative Christian you know answer to every day, uh, or every day walk of life, it's that simple, because there really is. There, we really can make a difference. I think there's so many people out there, Tony, that think, "Oh, this world has 7.5 billion people. What about me? How could I really make a difference?" But you don't understand. They can, just in everything you do, do it with great love. Uh, wow. Whose phone's ringing? Hello. Oh, shut that phone off. Whoa! Shut the phone off. It's not mine. Throw it away. It's not mine. <laughs> Wow, praise the Lord. I think it's the guy in the corner. Right the there. guy in the corner over there, yeah. Fire him. <laughs> <laughs> fire him. Oh, okay. okay. But you're right. I don't know. And, and the message today, you know, uh, you studied. I, I come into the office, and you're here already, and you're preparing. So I, I'm looking forward to You know, to, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. You know that when I do uh, part three, when I prepare for this part three of a three-part series of living beyond myself, imagine everybody serving. You know that I, I've got a little nugget for everybody. So again, thank you so much. Let's get started. How do you, what do you think, Mr. Esquire? All right, let's get started. Let's do it. Let's do it. So everybody, get excited, and thank you. I am really, really appreciative and grateful that you tuned in to listen to the Michael Crawford Get Excited Show podcast on the Roan Doff Show. I am Michael Crawford, your host, and today is the final part three of Living Beyond Myself. Imagine everybody serving. Now, you know, Tony, Mother Teresa once said, I want to start off this podcast today, the Michael Crawford Get Excited Show podcast. I want to start off today with how Mother Teresa conducted herself on such a beautiful, godly, professionalism level. I mean, she was amazing. I mean, she once said, we can't all do great things. And it's true, right? Right. Tone, I mean, it's true. We can't all do great things. But hear me now. Turn the volume up. We can all do small things with great love. Now, let me say that again. We can't all do great things. But we can all do small things with great love. Amen. Now, I want to invite all of you today that is tuned in and you here in the studio, Mr. Escobar, I want to invite you to use your imagination. Use your imagination for a moment. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the kind of love, the kind of enthusiasm, the kind of magnetism that all churches would have in our communities, in our region, and across the world if everybody, if every single one of us would do small things with great love. Can you imagine that? Come on now, everybody. Can you imagine that? I tingle from the top of my head to the tip of my toes, just imagining that. I mean, look at the impact Mother Teresa had. She was one little person who did small things with great love. And look at the impact she had. Can you imagine the impact that all of us would have? I mean, come on. If we did the same thing and conducted ourselves on the same level of love that Mother Teresa did. Now here's the truth. It's hard for us to imagine what we've never seen. It's hard, right? I mean, it is. Now, everyone that's listening to Michael Crawford I want to make it abundantly clear I'm not belittling us I'm not doing that because my Christian brothers and sisters I've been studying churches for over 40 years believe me Mr. Escobar knows that I've personally been part of 12, 13 different churches in my lifetime I mean, I've even traveled to many countries I lived in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia for a while studying Islam Because when you have a show, for many years I have, I've had the Get Excited show for years. A lot of you out there know that. I can't just talk about something if I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not one of those men that just talks the talk. My dear Christian brothers and sisters, I want to walk the walk also. So I want to make sure I have the knowledge of what I'm comparing, say, Christianity to Islam. Christianity to Buddhism. Christianity to Hinduism. I've studied that. And I'm telling you when you travel and go to these different countries and and study different religions and in all the time in all those places hear me now, turn the volume up in every one of those places in every one of those churches in every religion that I've studied in all of it. I've never seen a church where everybody, everybody, or even a religion, where everybody, absolutely everyone was doing small things with great love. I've never seen. I've never seen that. You might have, but I'm being very truthful on my podcast. I've never seen it. I've never. You see that where everyone is absolutely... I mean, really, everyone doing small things with great love. I've just never seen that. I've never seen a church like that. Maybe you have, but I haven't. But hear me now. Get excited and turn that volume up. Don't miss this. What Michael Crawford has seen, what I have read about, I read about one. I have read about one, the very one, And so if you'd like to turn with me right now to Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47. And then we're also going to look at Acts chapter 4, verse 32. But let's start with Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And as we do, let me remind you of the context. It's Pentecostal. Peter has just got done preaching. And the church, the body of Christ Jesus has just exploded, praise the Lord. I mean, literally exploded into existence. And now there are 3,000 brand new spiritual babies that have just been birthed into God's family. Verse 42 says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the apostles' fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. Everyone... Every person was filled with awe and wow and and many wonders of miraculous signs were done by the apostles. Oh, I mean, get excited. My dear Christian brothers and sisters, all the believers, and you need to note that now, all the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone who was in need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all of the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those that were being saved. Amen. Oh, I get chills just thinking about that. Because that was the only one church in all of our existence that were all on the same accord all in the same accord at the same time now quickly flip back if you would if you had your bibles out hopefully you did flip back with me to acts chapter 4 verse 32 again i told you to make note of the believers because it says all the believers all the believers I mean, I love that. There it is again. You've got to pay, take note of that. You've got to make sure you put that in your mental faculties and make sure it's indelible. Because there's a big nugget here. All the believers were in one heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions were his own. And I mean, how many times have you ever heard of that? But they shared everything they had. With great power to The apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Christ Jesus. And and much grace was upon them all. Was upon them all. My Christian brothers and sisters, I don't know about you. But when I read these passages and I see over and over and over again words like everybody, everyone, and all the believers, it ignites me. I mean, it really ignites Michael Crawford. I mean, come on, and it should ignite you. I mean, it should. It ignites me because it reveals a spirituality, a vitality. I mean, a true spiritual vitality, a servant, you know, take up the towel mentality, if you would, that filled all the members of that early church and literally infected the world around it. I mean, Acts chapter 17, verse 6 says, They turned the whole world upside down. My Christian brothers and sisters, I think most of you know, for everyone that's tuned in to the Michael Crawford Get Excited Show podcast, most of you know that there's something infectious, something contagious, something exhilarating about being part of a movement. I mean, a a flood tide, a well-organized team where everybody is doing something different, but everybody is doing it effectively and enthusiastically and for the good of the whole team. Oh, praise the Lord. My dear Christian brothers and sisters, that's what took place in the early church. Everyone, everyone, all of those 3,000 new believers, those spiritual babies, taking up the towel and serving in different ways. Because of that there was an infectiousness and a a contagiousness and I mean it's an exhilaration that enveloped all 3,000 members of the early church and, and that poured out onto everybody around them. Now let me ask you again turn that volume up let me ask you again can you imagine All of the Michael Crawford Get Excited Show podcast followers. Can you imagine being a part of a church like that? Can you? I know I can. And I know Brother Tony Escobar can. I truly think I can. I can imagine an entire church taking up the towel and doing small things with great love. I can imagine Not just because I've read about it. No, I'm not saying that. Now, hear me now. I'm not saying that just because I read about it. Because I feel someone out there listening to my podcast, will probably one of you or maybe two would probably be thinking, well, Michael Crawford, I mean, you know, you're well read. You read up on it, right? No, it's not just because I read up or read about it, but because I've seen it. I've seen it. In pockets everywhere I've lived. You see, everywhere that I've lived, God has surrounded me with shining examples of people who have taken up the towel and served. So this is what everybody needs to comprehend. This is what everybody, really, truly, in their hearts of hearts, their commitment to Christ Jesus of serving. I mean, I cannot stress that enough. Imagine, brothers and sisters, imagine if everybody served. I mean, I just think about that. If everybody's serving, I mean, it's powerful. I mean, it really, really is. I mean, you have to realize something. From the moment that I totally committed to ministry. Now, hear me now. For everyone that's tuned in today to the Michael Crawford Get Excited Show podcast, A lot of you know me. You know that June 8th was 42 years. I've had a very successful 42-year automobile career that God has blessed me way beyond my education, and I'm grateful. But do you really know how committed I am to spreading the gospel? How committed I am to talk to people about my intimate relationship with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Through his son, Christ Jesus. That's what I'm really all about. I may have sold cars, but listen to me, that's not who I was. I have always been an ambassador to Christ Jesus, amen? People used to tell me for years that Michael Crawford, if it was a dealership that I owned part of or I ran, people always say, it's a church disguised as an automobile dealership. A lot of people talked about that, Brother Tony. You know that. You know that better than anybody. Oh, yes. Yeah. But you know, I was always proud of it. You were? Yeah. You were not ashamed, for you one. You'll make never. that deal as soon as I'm done doing this. Deal. Amen. You do remember. <laughs> Woo! I tell people, don't worry. You're going home in <laughs> that's right. one of my vehicles, but let me finish preaching the word. Right. Amen. I love that. And that's the deal. Because I'm here to tell you, my dear Christian brothers and sisters, from the the moment that I was hired at a dealership or I bought into a dealership, I know one thing. It was amazing how graciously God forgave me of any anything that wasn't in line biblically. Although, listen to me, that I... I have worked so hard to try to keep it biblical, but everybody needs to understand, we have all fallen short of the glory, amen? And it was just amazing. When you leave all that other stuff behind, you leave that, you throw that non-biblical baggage, that secular fleshly baggage into the dumpster, and you totally commit to the works of the kingdom, amen? All for his glory, all for his glory. And I gotta tell you something, It was people like you, Brother Escobar. And I need you to know this. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but it was people like you that became my greatest supporter. That fueled me, that motivated me, that inspired me to keep fighting the good fight, as Apostle Paul says. Amen. I mean, really. I mean, the most humble servanthood When I describe you to people, I tell people When they ask, boy, you've known that Tony Esquire a long time You guys have really become great friends And I say, I am so grateful for him I mean, he's such a master of intercessory prayer I mean, just such a humble servant of God That people just don't realize How important a brother like you How really important you are to someone like me that tries so hard every day to make my level of commitment even larger than it was the day before for God for God the Holy Spirit Amen 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 and I have to tell you that it's it's one of those things where I say believe me I could go on and on and on and on about you I mean, and I can even go on with about more areas that, and markets that I'd go take over dealership that you would come. Could, you'd film me. For every old, for all of you that don't maybe not know, he was my cameraman. I always did all the advertising, and we would check out churches wherever, wherever we were. Sunday we go to church first, yeah. then we go to the dealership. Amen. Amen. And that's what was kind of special. But let me ask you. Let's get back to. How it all began. Let me ask you, can you imagine, really, the church that you attend? Now, really put your mind there. The church that you attend, could you imagine what it would be like if you had all these different people that attend your church that I've been talking about in the first church with the 3,000? Can you imagine everybody serving in your church? Everybody. Did you hear the verbiage? Everybody. If they all walked through the front door of the church, totally committed to serve. Can you imagine? Or better yet, you know, Brother Tony, let me say this. Can you imagine what the church would be like if all of us, those that God has gathered together on those Sunday morning congregations, those that God has connected to each and every church in their community, right? In all of us. Think about this now. You've been talking about me the church that I attend? If all of us would take up the towel and use our talents and our time and and our treasures to do small things, with great love to do small things with great love I mean can you imagine the contagious exhilaration that would explode I mean wow you talk about wowing people I mean it would it would just explode around every community can you imagine the impact can you imagine the impact that you would have on your community can you imagine the impact I would have on my community leading all people committed. Everybody, everybody to serve, to do small things with great love. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the glory that would go to God if every single one of us, every single one of us yielded ourselves to Christ Jesus and did the small things that we can do with great love? My dear Christian brothers and sisters, it would create a pandemic of love. Whoa, I love that. That's the only first time in two years that I ever loved the word pandemic. But it would. Brother Tony, it would create a pandemic of love. And we would turn our communities, our region, and our world upside down for Christ Jesus. Now, now let me quickly point out that many of us are already doing some of these things right I and mean, we are I mean I want to make that abundantly clear many of us are already doing these small things right where we are with great love with great committed agape love did you know that right now right now an average Sunday morning At your just typical church in your neighborhood in your community, hear me now. I'm not talking about the big mega churches. I just want everybody to understand this. An average Sunday morning in the church in your community during COVID, it takes over 100 people in specific areas of service just to hold a Sunday morning service. Over 100. I mean, weekly. There are nursery workers and kids teams and and greeting teams and tech teams and security teams and worship teams and hospitality teams, cleaning teams, set up and tear down teams. I mean, we have all kinds of people in all kinds of different places who are taking up the towel and serving in all kinds of different ways. And because of that, you and I could have an opportunity to meet. It's almost like I feel like a broadcast disclosure saying Mr. Tony Escobar and Michael Crawford will be coming to a church near you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be coming to a church near you where we can worship, where we can fellowship, and we can be safe and we can receive the teaching, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And then throughout the week, we've got all kinds of people serving in all kinds of different places like the deep within and, and, and thrift shops and, and and prayer groups and share groups and, you know, gym and gents and, and girls and boys ministries and, and our, you know, the, the front yard visitations, if you would, okay? And it's just amazing. I mean, I get excited talking about it, Brother Tony. And then, of course, throughout in the completion of this year for 2021, we will have scores of people sharing God's love in practical ways. We do. We will have people that are connected to churches that really get on fire. I think there's so many people, Mr. Escobar, that have this desire to do this, but their pilot light of enthusiasm of serving has been blown out. It's been blown out. Oh, wow. We have to light it. Yep. Yep. We have to light it. We have to light it so that we can affirm and love on them. Light their pilot light of serving, enthusiastic serving, and then we got to love on them. Because for weeks, one of our major prayers that from you and I, I got thinking about this last night, was always describing what you went through. Almost losing your life with COVID. I mean, you prayed for everyone else. You were so selfless about your own personal health. You really kicked it in high gear. I remember talking to you about praying for your family, your acquaintances, and people you didn't even know. To recover from COVID. It's just amazing when I think about it. Because when you are like Tony Escobar and you start praying for, for the local hospitals and you start praying for the workers and the patients like he did, And then you're looking for ways to thank those workers that served you. Amen. That was on the forefront of this process, thought process. And hopefully soon, hopefully soon, you all will adopt that mentality, that level of thinking of servanthood, doing small things with great love, doing small things with great love, and I know then we'll be able to get back to true normalcy, even if there is a pandemic going on, why, because we're not running in different directions, we're running all together down the same lane of doing small things with great love, Doing small things with great love and also I know of people that are serving on non-profit boards. Tony knows that. We had a gentleman in here the other day. That What do he do? He asked me to be on his board. But that's not the first time. I get a lot of people. I don't know what you thought. We never talked about that. But I, when I was studying last night, it came through my thoughts. And I thought to myself how many people in my lifetime have asked me to be on their board? Because I feel it. Then they probably feel my spirit. They probably the Holy Spirit's probably told them listen Michael Crawford's not just talking the talk. Michael Crawford's well aware of the fact that we have all fallen short of the glory. But I know one thing I make sure I get on my knees every morning and grab those slippers, amen, that I pushed way underneath the bed. (laughs) Amen. Amen? Yep. Seriously, we've got to make sure that we keep it. It's almost like the kiss syndrome. Keep it simple, stupid. Just do small things. When you do them, do it with great love. Do it for God. Understand that everything you have is not yours. It's God's. And my dear Christian brothers and sisters, here's the truth. Here's the truth. Most churches probably that you know of are probably above average when it comes to taking up the town. I really do believe that. Now, I know some people. Some people that I know, I won't mention their names and you know who I'm talking about. And he's not in the studio here, of course. But I will tell you this. They're in my neighborhood, and they think, honestly, they think that I'm giving too much credit. When I proclaim that I feel that most churches are probably truly above average when it comes to taking up the towel. I really believe that. That they're above average. And I think we all need to celebrate that. I think if we celebrated that in the respects of like Mr. Tony Escobar always praying for them then I really feel that truly makes an incredible story of servanthood it really does because I feel that we're only scratching the surface Tony we're only scratching the surface of what God wants us to be and what God wants us to do And that's what everybody's got to understand. We're just right at that scratching of the surface where God wants us to truly commit to it, to get into it. Press in. Press in. Press in. Praise the Lord. Couldn't have said it any better. Yep. To press in. My dear Christian brothers and sisters, God wants every single one of us, every single one of us, be connected to a church in their community. And when you do that, when you do that, when you start taking up that towel and doing small things with great love, God is so happy. Amen. God is so happy. In other words, doing whatever you and I can do, Mr. Escobar, with great love. With great love now my dear Christian brothers and sisters at this point I know some of you are probably thinking now wait a minute Michael Crawford wait a minute I mean if way back in the early days when the first church exploded into existence if way back then everybody every single person in that fellowship was growing and serving and giving then what happened to the church Michael Crawford tell me that one explain that to me michael and you know all i'm doing is repeating what people have confronted me with what happened to the church michael crawford and why why do we find only a fraction of people in those average churches today that you're speaking about really being involved in growing and in serving and in ministering to one another what happened, Michael? Well, I guess I could answer it this way. Dr. Howard Schneider, who is a professor of theology, I mean, incredible, world-renowned professor of theology, whose speciality is church renewal, mission, and evangelism. That's his specialty. Proposes this answer. Proposes this answer to what... You all are thinking it's tuned in today. He says, slowly over the centuries, hear me now, turn the volume up, don't miss this. He says, slowly over the centuries, the church has largely ignored the doctrine, the teaching in scripture, of the priesthood of all believers. The priesthood, hear me now, of all believers. Now, to understand what he's talking about, to truly grasp, what Dr. Howard Snyder's is talking about to really get that to where you're grasping it you follow me? I mean the way that you can really totally understand that is turning with me to 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 5 Mr. Escobar 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 5 because I feel that's the only way that everybody that's listening is going to truthfully be able to comprehend where I'm coming from so turn with me to 1st Peter chapter 2 verse 5 you see when Peter writes these words the church is under persecution and and so out of fear for their lives many have fled the different parts of the world in the midst, hear me now my dear Christian brothers and sisters in the midst of their persecution Peter reminds them he reminds all the believers not just the leaders but he reminds all the believers of who they are in Christ Jesus and, and how they're called to live in Christ Jesus, even in the midst of their persecution. And so as I read from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, Peter is talking about, or Peter is talking to all the believers, you see. He's addressing all the believers. He says in verse 5, You also, like living stones are being built into a scriptural, spiritual house. For what purpose? To be a holy priesthood. To be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Christ Jesus. Now, do me a favor and look down at verse 9. Look down at verse 9 and remember, Peter is not talking to the leaders, but to the rank and file believers. Amen? He says, but you are a chosen race. You rank and file believers are a royal priesthood, a royal priesthood. Now let's talk about that for a moment. Let's talk about that, how early in the Old Testament, the function of a priest was first carried out by the father or the head of the tribe. For example, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob all built altars. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob all built altars. They, they all made sacrifices. They all purified their commitment. they committed themselves and their families to God. But then later in the Old Testament, hear me now, don't miss this. Later in the Old Testament, God establishes a covenant with Moses. And it's at that point that God actually begins to appoint only certain individuals to function as priests to the people of Israel. Now, does everybody listening to the Michael Crawford Get Excited show podcast? Do you remember Aaron? Do you remember Aaron, the brother of Moses? God appointed Aaron as the first priest. God appointed Aaron as the first priest and then he was followed up by his sons and, and then there was Samuel and Eli and then the tribe of Leviticus. You see... These individuals were appointed by God to be the go-betweens. The go-betweens. The go-between God and the people. And so these priests would pray on behalf of the people. They'd perform religious functions on behalf of the people. They'd read and teach the law. They'd offer up the sacrifices that people would bring to the altar. They'd render services in the temple. They were involved in the work of the Lord on behalf of the people. This concept of priesthood, special appointment of God and intermediary between God and his people was the accepted concept of priesthood for over 1,500 years, Brother Tony. But then, hear me now, but then Christ Jesus came. Christ Jesus came along and he established a new covenant. And for all of you out there, I am so sincere when I say this, and I'm so proud that my brother in Christ Jesus and my best friend Tony Escobar is in the studio. And here's why. Because I've been talking about this for years. How Christ Jesus came and established a new covenant with us. And because of that, an amazing thing took place. Scripture tells us that that at that moment, the moment that you and I, as a rank-and-file people, become Christians, Christ followers. At that moment, we opened our hearts to Christ Jesus and and were adopted into his family. And we're indwelt by the power of the Holy Spirit at that very moment. Scripture tells us that we became a priest, a, a royal priest. Now, do you know what that means? I know Tony does but I'm asking everybody out there that's tuned in today it means that when you and I as believers gather together we gather together not around a priest but we gather together as a community of priests a community of royal priests and that creates some powerful, fascinating implications I mean, my dear Christian brothers and sisters you need to start getting excited for example the first implication of being a community of priests is that, as priest, every single believer has direct access to God. In other words, we don't need a human being to act as a go-between anymore. We don't need that. We don't. No. We don't need that at all. You know, as I'm coming into the studio today, Brother Tony... I honestly was really, before I tuned in Roan's show, when he went live, and I got, you know, the message, I got the, the, the notice, I really had a praise and worship hour. Whoa, was I. Now, I don't know if you've ever really listened to it. Maybe you have. But I talk to a lot of people and they have it. But you know one of the best choir and individual singers, male and female, at any church in the world is Pastor T.D. Jakes. It's powerful, whoa, 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 brother. I had it blaring up so loud. I was, I was really in the moment. I was, in, I was really in that spiritual where I was grasped, or where I was really praying for people. I felt like that servant of priesthood, amen. And I got to tell you, when, and I know for a fact, anybody that was in my vehicle this morning, you would have been brought right in to that presence of God. Honestly, you've got to realize that what God is saying to us, what well, we really have that responsibility. I mean, honestly, and I'm not saying that, you know, that doesn't mean people aren't important to to our spiritual development. They, they are. I mean, James 5 16 tells us that there's value to admitting our sins to one another. Amen. There's value to that. Amen. Mm -hmm. But my dear Christian brothers and sisters, I want you to catch this. When we want cleansing, when we want to do to be made pure before God, we don't go through a priest, a pastor, or any other human beings. Hear me now. No. We go through Christ Jesus. We can go directly through Christ Jesus. 1 John, hear me now. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 says if we confess our sins he, Christ Jesus is faithful he he is faithful to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness now this gives me a lot of hope (laughs) love that how could you not how could anybody that's tuned in not love that or anybody tunes into this message down the road because I get a lot of people that are working, and they're listening. To this, they'll be listening to this tonight when they get off. I mean, how could you not? Amen. I mean, it's 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 beautiful. I mean, Hebrews chapter four. Let's ch- jump over to Hebrews chapter four, verse sixteen. Speaking to the rank and file believers, says, "Let us approach the throne of grace with confidence." With confidence, my Christian brothers and sisters, we're talking about an absolutely amazing spiritual reality here that's what we're talking about and so i hope i hope you are taking full advantage of this show today honestly because at any time and in any place sitting down taking a walk mowing your lawn in the garage in the car with your kids at your desk in a meeting anytime any place you and i can go directly into the presence of god My dear Christian brothers and sisters, when we, hear me now, don't miss this. We come to Christ Jesus in faith. We are priests. We have direct access. The second implication of being a priest is that, as priests, we are called to be priests to one another. To one another. You see, in the Old and New Testaments, priests not only had the blessing of direct access to God, but they also had the privilege and the responsibility of faithfully serving the people, ministering to the people. And by the way, the words serve and minister come from the same Greek word, diakoni. And so as a servant, your minister, and as a minister, your servant, therefore biblically, 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 excuse me, <laughs> I love it, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus. In God's eyes, You become a Christ follower. Not only do you become a priest, but you also become a minister. A minister called to serve the rest of God's people. Do you hear me? How many people hear me out there? And you may not be in the studio, but I hope that when you're home or driving or wherever you are, I want you right now to give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Because you are called to serve. I mean, you are a minister called to serve the rest of God's people. That's why... People ask me, how many ministers have you really enjoyed listening to? Do you know what my answer is, Tony? Tell me. My answer is every minister that's totally committed, totally committed to servanthood, to doing small things with great love, to leading people to Christ Jesus, to leading people the constant, consistent love for Christ Jesus. When you do that, when you do that, those are the ministers I love. I love everybody, but those are the ministers I love and enjoy. I like, honestly, I like to truthfully be such a part of a congregation that everybody is talking about serving everybody, Brother Tony, everybody's talking about serving. Because honestly, my dear Christian brothers and sisters, biblically, every Christ follower is a minister because they're a priest. So let me ask you, can you imagine? Tony, can you imagine what it would be like if the people that you rub shoulders with in, in your church could truly count on you to be a priest to them? To minister them? Can you imagine? Can you imagine what it would be like if you could truly count on them to be a minister to you at your time of need? Imagine walking down the street with the the weight of the world on your shoulders and you bump into another believer from the church that you belong to who faithfully and sincerely asks you, how can I pray for you? How can I pray for you? After all that's a part of really what a faithful priest does, right? They pray for their people. How can I pray for you? And how can I serve you? How can I pray for you and how can I serve you? That's what a good priest does. How can I serve you and how can I help you meet the needs in your life? And how can I help you minister to other people as I minister to you? And how can I help you minister to your family? How can I help you? My dear Christian brothers and sisters, every Christ follower ought to be excited. So excited to say, hey, this is what God wants me to do. I'm a priest. And they should be excited about that. He wants me to pray for his people. He wants me to encourage them, motivate them, watch over them, confront them, serve them, grieve with them, rejoice with them. And truthfully, in short, he wants me to give myself in ministry to his people. That's what God wants. My dear Christian brothers and sisters, when you know what God wants, you go for it you go for it because when that happens how do you think people feel Tony how do they feel they feel loved they feel cared for and they feel nurtured and and secure and blessed and, and served in other words they feel ministered to now let me make this even more practical this means when you hear about people who are hurting or grieving or have the mindset of a, of a church that's really has its issues, don't say, boy, I sure hope that, that staff will take care of itself. Okay? Now, please, honestly, everyone out there listening, please, Please tell us so we can be a part of helping that church. Let Brother Tony Escobar know, who's there in the studio, the producer. And let me know. How do they get a hold of us, Tony? Your email. <laughs> I love it. Getexcited.crawford get at gmail.com. Oh, praise the Lord. He's get- on it. Getexcited.crawford at gmail.com. gmail.com. Let me know. Best way. Because honestly, my dear Christian brothers and sisters, don't forget, it's your privilege It's your responsibility. It's your calling as a Spirit-empowered priest in God's family to minister to those people yourself. Yourself. Because you are a priest. And when you read about different needs in the church and you think a priest ought to handle it, remember, you're a priest. Please don't forget that. You're a priest. Now, if you want to be part of serving in organizing then you need to really what i say is priest up as i say man up priest up priest up because my dear christian brothers and sisters before we actually even became who we are in Christ Jesus we became that spiritual baby that that believer that god says You're qualified. You're trusted. You're a priest. And that's what's hard for us to comprehend because, you see, we were still spiritual babies. Amen? And God says, I have equipped you with all you need to begin to serve others. And so lift them up. Pray for them. Minister to them. Meet their needs. Go and share my love with them. Perform priestly functions for each And everyone you come in contact with. My Christian brothers and sisters, that's why, hear me now, don't miss this. That's why 57 times in the New Testament, God calls all believers to love one another and serve one another, encourage one another, build one another up, etc., etc. 57 times in the New Testament. Because as believers, we're all priests called to minister to one another. And the third implication, the third implication of being a priest is that you now represent Christ Jesus to the world. You represent Christ Jesus to the world. You're a priest and and you now represent Christ Jesus to the world. Now catch this, Brother Tony. That's why hypocrisy is such a big deal to those outside the church. Hear me. I mean, the truth is, even those outside the church realize that those of us inside the church, you and me, are supposed to represent Christ Jesus to them. We're supposed to be his ambassadors, his agents. We're supposed to give them the opportunity to see Christ Jesus in us. And when we don't do that, it turns them away and it turns them off. And they will never hear our message, Brother Tony. And so instead of just struggling, shrugging our shoulders, right, and saying, Well, I'm no Mother Teresa, or I'm no Billy Graham, or I'm not this, or I'm not that. Instead of reminding yourself of what you're not, Peter says, Start reminding yourself of what you are. You're a priest. You're a royal priest, and and you're called and empowered by God to enter the world, praying for opportunities to, to touch, to touch people, touch the lives of others all around you. In other words, you and I, my dear Christian brothers and sisters, you and I are called to go, to go and build bridges between God and other people. Do you know that in Latin, priest means bridge builder? Did you know that? Priest means bridge builder. It literally means bridge builder. And so as priest, you and I are called to build bridges between God and others. My dear Christian brothers and sisters, this is what BLESS is all about. This is what BLESS is all about. It's about being a priest that builds bridges between God and others. How? By, be, priests pray for their people. Right? L, priests listen to their people. E, priests do dinner. They get to know their people. And S, priests serve their people. Priests share God's story and their story with their people. Wherever they live, work, study, or play. And so, my dear Christian brothers and sisters, if you're willing to do that, if you're willing to be a bridge builder that humbly blesses your people, where you live, where you work, study, or play, I promise you, I promise you wholeheartedly, God will give you amazing opportunities to share his love and his story with others. Let me ask you again, can you imagine? Can you imagine what this world would be like if all the churches, really, were all the congregation served? They did all the little things with incredibly great love. And all of us would take this seriously take it seriously, our priestly responsibilities. Take it seriously. Can you imagine what these churches around our communities would be like if all of us would take full advantage of our direct access to God? If all of us would use our time, talents and treasures to serve one another and all of us would seek to represent Christ Jesus to others in all that we say and do. Can you imagine what this world would be like what the churches would be like my dear christian brothers and sisters if that happened if that happened all churches would experience a revolution an absolute revolution from top to bottom honestly i mean if that would happen believe me that a hundred years from now somebody would be so moved by what they saw god do here that they'd write about a church a church located in Peoria or Phoenix or Glendale or Scottsdale or Queen Creek. A church just like the very first church, where every single believer did small things with great love. And as a result, they turned their community, their region, and their entire world upside down for Christ Jesus. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Because I know one thing I can. And more importantly, God can. That's why I want to invite you to really understand your responsibility as a priesthood. I'm telling you, my Christian brothers and sisters, you are a follower of Christ Jesus. You're a priest. And so for the sake of Christ Jesus and the sake of the world, live it. Live like it. And love like it. In the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wow! So much for tuning in today to the Michael Crawford Get Excited Show podcast on the Rome Dolph Show. Always remember it's a Christ minded attitude, not aptitude, that determines altitude. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you'd like to contact Michael Crawford directly for prayer or encouragement, contact him on his private number at 623-203-8259 or send him an email at getexcited.crawford at gmail.com. Be free, be challenged, be encouraged, be inspired, and get excited with Michael Crawford. Your love to me.